Good morning. It's December 27th. It is a gray, damp, and warm morning in New York City. The sparrows are screaming in the trees outside. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. We're going to go quickly today because it's a sparse and sleepy holiday week edition of the New York Times today. These stories spread out across the pages with not very interesting pictures attached. Slightly more than half a page of page A15 is given over to a story about how Republican Senator Eric Schmidt and Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan have bonded over their shared experience of having disabled children. A four-column space below that is about how the Adams administration in New York is trying to move reporters out of the police headquarters press room and into a trailer. That one's illustrated with a three-column photograph of police headquarters, a static shot of a not very interesting building. With all that space, there's time to slow down and read the corrections, including this one. An article on Sunday about the rise of net migration to Britain since its exit from the European Union incorrectly described the role of the Conservative Party in the Brexit campaign. It was the party's Brexit-supporting lawmakers, including the current prime minister, who played on fears of a foreign influx, not the entire Conservative Party. That doesn't really seem to be the kind of thing that the New York Times usually concedes as an error of fact. It would be fascinating to find out who objected to it and how the Times decided to sustain that objection. On the front page, the lead story, taking up two columns, is October 7th is forcing Israelis to rethink their identity. It's a roundup of data points about Israeli public opinion. The ultra-Orthodox have gone from being categorically opposed to military service to merely overwhelmingly opposed to military service. The majority of Israelis are against negotiating to create a Palestinian state. 70% of Arab Israelis, the Times reports, now say they feel part of the state of Israel. According to a November poll by the Israel Democracy Institute, a Jerusalem-based research group, that is, the Times reports, 22 points higher than in June, and the highest proportion since the group began polling on the question two decades ago. Meanwhile, despite supporting Benjamin Netanyahu's policy of intransigent opposition to Palestinians and the massacres in Gaza, roughly one-third of voters for Mr. Netanyahu's right-wing party, the Times reports, Likud, have abandoned the party since October 7th. Time for an expert quote. Something fundamental has changed here, and we don't know what it is yet said Yossi Klein-Halevi, an author and fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute, a research group in Jerusalem. Beyond the substance of it all, the story also contains a truly mystifying piece of Times News writing, in which a rabbi and publisher who lives in a West Bank settlement discusses Netanyahu by, as the Times puts it, citing a character in the Roadrunner cartoons who goes off the cliff and keeps running for a bit and doesn't notice that it's unsustainable. Out of all the Times' decisions through all the years to grant anonymity, none may be more baffling than the choice to obfuscate the identity of Wiley Coyote. Also on page one, a look at how the Adams administration comprehensively mishandled the arrival of migrants in the city. Two key points are that they didn't bother processing asylum applications until it was too late for the would-be asylum seekers, thereby preventing them from being able to get jobs, and that the mayor last seen shoveling huge amounts of overtime money onto the cops to chase subway fare jumpers while slashing weekend library hours in the name of a budget crunch dealt with the migrant situation by handing out a bunch of no-bid contracts to unqualified contractors, as he likes to do. Before the migrant influx, the Times reports, the city paid an average of $188 a day to shelter a family with children. Now it is paying nearly $400 for each migrant household, which includes single adults. Also on the front page, a story about how people in Mexico City like driving old Volkswagen Beetles. There at least, it's a nice photo of a gleaming metallic purple one. And there's a referral to the lead story in the national section. 
a nice leisurely look at how the employees of New York City's game cafes unionized this past fall, relying heavily on the device of discussing a union campaign as if it's a campaign in a role-playing game. But it's nice. A little something to put in the paper. Even if it's a little weird to see it holding down the opening of National when, say, the United Auto Workers strike was relegated entirely or almost entirely to the business section. But that was the regular season. Now everybody's just trying to make it to the new year. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, and if there's anything in the paper at all, we will talk again tomorrow.